Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everybody back to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today, we are going to do a little NFC West preview. Finish up the NFC as we've been going through team by team and... Trying to you know give our thoughts on the upcoming season and maybe what they should do in the draft, which is already next week Thursday. It's coming up here quick, so we'll have to finish all this up before next week. You know we'll go over that. There's a little bit of news this week, not too much. There's really only one player in the news. That's Marshawn Lynch. You see that they said apparently Lynch and the Raiders have actually agreed to a contract, but there's one little holdup: the fact that he actually is still a Seattle Seahawk. So. The Seahawks and the Raiders are going to have to come up with some kind of, you know, deal there, which will probably be what? Sixth, seventh round draft pick kind of thing, I would think. And it looks like Lynch is going to be a Raider. And we talked about that a couple weeks ago. And we'll talk about it next week when we get to the Raiders preview. But just quick, do you, what's this, what do you think about Lynch next year, Jeff? Like, um, do you think it's going to, like, is he. <laughs> I, I still like him. I, I think his value is going to be quite high. I think in Oakland, he's a clear-cut number one. Mm-hmm. He's always been a very productive back. Um, I, I really have no doubts about him. I, I would, I'd be willing to spend quite a bit. Does the three point eight yards per carry his final season in Seattle worry you at all? Um, I mean, a little bit because of his age. You wonder if that's a downtrend. But their whole offense really struggled. So I'm gonna, line was yeah, iffy. And it feels like he wouldn't come back if he wasn't healthy. Yeah. Um, Oakland, their offense is pretty solid. Um, obviously, you saw what you know Murray did there last yep. year. He was very, very productive as well. So I, I have no doubts. I would, I would buy him. I would put him on my team. Well, we'll get into that a little bit more next week when we talk about the Raiders. That'll be our final preview. Will be the AFC West next week. So we'll probably be a lot to talk about there with the Raiders. The Raiders are going to have a lot of offense, of fantasy potential there to talk about. But today is going to be the NFC West. Before we get into that, I just want to. Bring a little. We got a little YouTube comment from James here about our Lions being a Lions homer, and yeah, I guess you can't really help help it sometimes, can you? But actually, we were pretty critical about the Lions, but you know, it's gonna it's gonna bleed through sometimes. I think it's pretty. In the Lions, man, it's it's. I don't even know if being a Lions homer is a good thing. It's a pretty it's a pretty poor team to really care about too much. Yeah. So, but James, uh, James called us out there. Maybe we were a little. I, I thought we were. I thought we were a little critical, but very critical. But I thought so too. At, but. at the same time, we did talk about the <laughs> it. Is, it is hard to be objective though about your team. It really is, isn't it? Like, oh, incredibly hard. It's it's because you know what's going to happen if Stafford goes and has like three amazing games start the year. We're gonna, I'm going to be like thinking the guy's the greatest quarterback in the world. So, just a little disclaimer warning. You know, maybe our Lions advice isn't going to be the most perfect advice out there. Every other team, I think we're going to be pretty level-headed. Lions, it's tough to be level-headed about. They've disappointed us for too many years. Yeah. I, <laughs> too many years, man. Uh, growing up in Michigan, I will always root for the Lions, but I have no faith in them whatsoever. <laughs> so that's my... Uh, maybe, maybe that's, that's part my of it. Maybe, we were too, maybe we were too overly critical on some of, the, <laughs> some of them the last week. but yeah, I Just don't, don't believe in them. I don't know because I don't. I don't know what to think about them, and so it probably shows when we're talking about it. I, I try not to get my hopes up, and I mean they've literally had one playoff win in our lifetimes, one playoff win. I was like five years old, and it was glorious. They beat the Cowboys, <laughs> and then got killed by the Redskins. I really don't even remember. I was literally five years old. Like I don't think I really, I don't remember them winning that game. That's how long ago that was. It's been disappointment and disappointment. They'll disappoint us again this year, so no big deal. We won't, we won't talk about them much this year because I'm sure a 4-12 season's in the works. That's what happens when they make the playoffs the next year. They're terrible. But we'll talk about them in the future. Maybe if they draft an offensive player next week, another receiver, like they shouldn't, but it wouldn't shock me. But we're going to talk about the NFC West. And the first team in the NFC West to talk about was definitely a disappointment this past year, and that's the Arizona Cardinals. Didn't even make the playoffs. They were people thought they were going to go to the Super Bowl potentially last year, and despite having by far probably the best fantasy player last year, David Johnson, they didn't then get there. And so basically, the talk about the Cardinals starts with David Johnson, and he's 
probably, I would say, going to be the number one pick in the majority of drafts. Might not, I, not everyone's going to agree 100% on that, but he's probably going to be number one off the board in most leagues. I'd say even probably 75% of leagues, he's going to go number one. I'm starting to see it lean that way. Probably going to barely go ahead of Bell and Zeke, but do you expect anything to change with David Johnson this year? Uh, any don't. downfall yet? No. I, don't, I, guess, I think he's too early in his career to have any kind of downfall. The guy, would he catch 80 passes last year, too, to top it off? with all? I mean, he's everything for that team. Yeah, his it's, his stats were unbelievable, and I mean, just because we always do it as the rundown: two hundred ninety three rushes for twelve hundred yards, a little over sixteen touchdowns, and then he eighty catches. You're right, oh man, for almost nine hundred yards, and you tack on another four TDs that way. I mean, that'd be a great wide receiver number. Like, yeah, for, see, he's alone, be- he's better than a lot of these receivers we've talked about. Like, just in wide receiver stats. I mean, you can't even put it into perspective how great of a season he had, um, fancy wise. He he just was head and shoulders above everyone. So, and that's why I believe he's the number one overall pick. And I, I think you're correct. I think that's the way it's going to be seventy five percent of the time. Um, would I will mind, go for Bell. Exactly. Would I mind if someone did Zeke or Bell? No, not at all. But um, for me, if I had the number one pick, this is the guy. I just mean, wholeheartedly. Maybe the only concern is the knee injury at the in the final game of the season because we didn't get to see it. It looked it, gross. It did. It looked it, bad. And apparently it wasn't. I guess they say it wasn't that bad. It, it's hard it, to believe. It is hard to believe, but then... You know, it starts. You can wonder about it because it was the last week of the season. You never had to worry about when he was actually coming back. I mean, he should be. He'll be ready for next year, no problem. But still, is it going to be? Is this the start of something? Once players start to get these like knee injuries as a running backs, sometimes they pop back up. And he hasn't been hurt before, really. It, but everybody gets hurt. All these running backs get hurt. It seems unavoidable. I do think it would be a bigger story though if there was a lingering issue. So I, I do have to believe that. There's nothing to worry about. I'm going to proceed in, no, that, yeah. in that fashion. And that's what you have to do. And it just some, maybe it's something that pops up later in the year. Who knows? It's it's going to happen eventually in the future. But it's, you always have to worry about injury when it comes to running backs, especially. I mean, you um, can't like go down the list of the top running backs. How many of them have been injury free at all? There's no, like nothing. The only ones you can say are injury free basically are what Zeke and David Johnson. And that's because they've played one in two years. Yeah, that's it. Like extremely young guys. McCoy injured, Gordon injured, yeah. like all down the list. And tell you the truth, I mean, it's just you always have to worry about that. Even Le'Veon Bell, he, he's not really injury prone, but yep. he is. <laughs> but he misses games, yeah. you know. Regardless, <laughs> so you always have to worry about it, no matter who you pick. I mean, even someone like AJ Green, who is a wide receiver, they usually get hurt less. But someone that had a long history that played almost every game. You know, got hurt seriously last year, so you you miss out on him for a bit. But it's, it's just one of those. Yeah, I mean, you can lean away from someone for injury reasons, but yeah, you can't. You have unless to they're Johnson. yeah, unless they're <laughs> Sammy Watkins, who has had a long history of that. Yeah, I wouldn't lean away. Yep. The wide receiver group here was supposed to be coming into the last season one of the best in the league, and it really wasn't that. Michael Floyd, obviously, huge disappointment. Now he's not even not even on a team anymore, and I don't even know if he will be on a team. I don't understand the drastic fall off with him. Yeah, just I just I don't know. I don't know what it is. I think maybe he just doesn't he doesn't want it as much. I don't know what to say. I was never like, a big fan, but they, they really did hype him up in I Arizona. Of, I kind of bought into it a little last year. Not like major, but well, I mean, he was the next one in line, right? He was, yeah, he's I mean, one of those. Fitzgerald was getting a little bit older. He was supposed to kind of take over the reins. Yep. And they have uh, what looked like to be a good offense. Obviously, it showed that it was full of holes besides for, you know, Johnson. But Palmer getting hurt, Fitzgerald slowing down a bit, Floyd being a complete bust finally. Yeah. Um, I, there wasn't a whole lot to like last year besides for Johnson. Oh, that's, I mean, really wasn't. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald was fine. Yeah, and he he probably... But he, this is what he's been doing the last few years. Great starts, and he just kind of tails off. It's what it it feels. Well, it makes I mean long he's, look you know, at the long age he's at, Yeah, and he's he's fine if you can get him for nothing for under ten. But that's what he's been going for. He's been going for around that ten dollar range, and you shouldn't you shouldn't go for more than that. No. So, so it's never up. I mean, he's not. I wouldn't say avoid him. I don't think he's going to have a great season, but he should what do be you an okay season. What do you expect from him? Because last year, just to show yeah. the guy doesn't. We say slow down, but it's just because he was such a great wide he receiver. He's plenty of catches. One hundred and seven yeah. receptions for. Just over a thousand yards and six TDs. That's the which problem. Is like a, the yards and touchdowns, I think are still are kind of declining here. Mm-hmm. But 
he's going to get catches. So if you're in a PPR league, he's still going to be worth something. He's, you're not going to have to spend a lot to get him, and he's still going to be worth putting in your lineup. I just feel like the yards and the touchdowns are going to continue to drop here slightly. And so for a standard league, he's not quite as valuable. You don't want him to be more than your wide receiver three. That's about it. But he's also a guy you can get for relatively cheap. You really can. You can get him for a cheap price. I would, I mean, do you, $8. Do you think you can get him for $8 in a $200 auction? I think um, so. Yeah, I do. This year I do. It, I don't have nothing, I have nothing, no problem with doing that. He's not, you're not getting into your wide receiver one or two. So people are going to say, oh, Larry Fitzgerald's going to have a down year and he's going to keep going down. But you can get him for nothing. What? What's the risk? There is no risk to me. So, I mean, I've had him on my team the last two seasons, and I've got him for about 10 bucks every time, so I might go after him again. He's a good player to get for cheap. He's going to get you catches. He, You can kind of put him in there, I feel like, and you're going to get six points for sure. If you need a guy who's not going to really disappoint you and get that one-point game, if you need someone who's going to get you six, seven points, then you can plug Fitzgerald in. So I have no problem with him. John Brown, though, he's the one a little bit more worried about. He, uh, another guy that I, got hyped for a while. And I, I like I, John Brown. I mean, this one's a little unfortunate because it, it seems not to be necessarily his fault. I mean, obviously he got ill last year. So yep. um, I, I don't know what to expect from him because that's something that you don't see a whole lot. And also, I, you have no idea how how he's looking, feeling, doing anything like that. There hasn't been a whole lot of news as far as I've seen. No, there really isn't. And so, I mean... D- Anything you spend on him is going to be just kind of hoping for a bounce back to get more. Like, look, I mean, 2015, though, he only had 65 catches. That's his career high. But he had, on those 65 catches, he had 1,000 yards. That's pretty monster. In seven touchdowns. So even this rookie year, he only had 48 catches. Um, his yards were down about 700 that year, but he had five touchdowns. So he was pretty. He was productive in those first two seasons. And then last year, you know, just injuries. And he, I mean, he still was what he still got into like fifteen games last year. I think he barely missed. But yeah, he played a lot. It's just you can tell that he was just hampered you know, by whatever target, issue he was. Catches having. were down, targets were down, yards were down, average yards per catch was down, touchdowns were down. Everything was down. Yeah, and, it's kind of funny too because even Palmer, um, I always felt like he was injured, but he played fifteen games as well. Yeah. So I feel like most of, or a lot of the people on this team were playing not a hundred percent. What do you think overall? Do you think that this is an offense that can make a bounce back? Or do you think that what I they mean, did this year is probably about... I could see making a slight bounce back, but I don't see much. Because at this point, David Johnson's the offense. I don't see Carson Palmer getting better. I really don't. I feel like he's hit a point where he's as good. He's not going to get better than he was last year even. And he, his best season was two years ago. And that's you're not going to see that again. Yeah, he's I a can, monster I see much year. of last... I probably see last year happening again. I mean, this is what they're looking at. Um, in one of the mock drafts, I see them getting O.J. Howard actually all the way up at thirteen because I would say they don't need they need a tight end. They don't have a tight end out there that they can trust. If they get a tight end like O.J. Howard, maybe that helps their offense a little bit. But even rookie tight ends never, never um, perform like you would want them to. Not usually. I mean, I, I honestly am not terribly excited about the offense. I know David Johnson's going to get his points, but I'm not sold on. Carson Palmer having a bounce back year. What is he, 36 years old, 37 years old? You don't bounce back at that age, really. You don't. Not usually. And, and yeah, you The wide receiver about- group is just not great. Larry Fitzgerald is, I mean, he's a Hall of Fame wide receiver, but his best days are behind him. He's a possession slot guy now. That's what he is. He's a, he's a, he's a slot receiver who's going to block a lot and catch passes for, you know, 5, 10 yards. If, if John Brown can regain some of that form he had in 2015, regain some of that, I, I'm more excited about it. But I just don't know if that's there. I don't know if he's... I mean, the offense was great that year. It's not It's not like they declined only because of John Brown last year. And I, I just don't know. J.J. Nelson, do you see much from him? That's what Pain. I was doing. That's the one. Is he going to step up? Truly, I don't know. Every time I, I Every time they say that the next guy in line is stepping up, um, they haven't really done a whole lot. Last year he did show some promise. I'll give him that. But personally, I'm excited about a lot of other guys, especially wide receiver two position in offenses that I think could perform a little better. I'm personally not on the J.J. Nelson Me bandwagon. Yeah. I'm just not. Maybe he's. I don't even know if he's going to be drafted in most leagues. Some people are going to take a flyer on him and, like in a standard league, get him at the end in an auction, maybe a dollar, two dollars at the most. But. I think he had, what, 34 catches last year, six touchdowns. So he had 
pretty decent season, but I think you know he had a he had a stretch there where he was catching touchdowns. I think four straight weeks is where he was he kind of stepped up there. You know, I don't know. I'm not JJ Nelson doesn't excite me. Maybe he'll step up and be a guy, but that would be a person I'd be looking to get off the waiver wire. I'm not going to go into my season with him on my team most likely. I can't see myself except for Fitzgerald. I don't see myself having a Cardinals receiver. And Fitzgerald, I said for cheap. John Brown, do you trust it enough to spend any money on? I don't know. I actually don't even know what kind of value he'd go for. I almost feel like somebody is going to think he's it's John Brown. Remember how good he was? Yeah, but he's a wide receiver three on uh, offense. People aren't going to be that excited that, about. So you could he, he could I, be I out of the radar. JJ Nelson, John Brown. Even Larry Fitzgerald, they could all have value all of because them I, feel I like, don't think any of them are going to be overhyped. Well, like Nelson will be like one dollar. Fitzgerald will be under ten. Yeah. Brown will be under ten. They should. They, they should. They should, they should, they should all, be. If you're spending over ten for any of these guys, I think you're doing it wrong. So I mean, that's the thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not excited about any of these guys, but they're all low risk. If you if you had to choose one to have for, say eight dollars or less, who would it be? I mean, me personally, I'd probably go Fitzgerald because and here's the, the thing. It's only because I'm more conservative with it and I like to throw Fitzgerald. He's going to be my probably my – he'd be about my fourth receiver. I wouldn't ever plan on Fitzgerald being a starter. Mm-hmm. So I'd plan on Fitzgerald being my fourth receiver. So to me, he's a bi-week fill-in who can get me six, seven, eight points. And that's all I'm looking for. John Brown, though, if you're more risky and want the potential big – the potential, you know, guy who's going to break out, that's John Brown. You go for John Brown. That's kind of – if you're conservative, Fitzgerald – you take a little more risk. It's not even a big risk, but John Brown's a guy who's going to have more potential to actually be a fantasy, you know, star. I don't see it happening, but he obviously could be that. So that's kind of all. Yeah, I think that's it. a fair prediction. You know, not, I'm not excited about any of them, but tight ends, I am not excited at all. Jermaine Gresham, nah, who cares? You, these are completely irrelevant for fantasy. If they draft OJ Howard, still, you're not even getting OJ Howard because rookie, rookie tight ends. It's not going to happen. No. Maybe he does, but you don't draft him as your tight end. So you don't even don't even think about it. They have the number one overall pick, and then they don't have a whole lot else. So they'll get. Um, they're going to probably draft. I would. They could draft offense here. I can see them drafting maybe in the second round, getting Carson Palmer's uh, replacement. So they, they. I mean, they need one. Their backup right now is Drew Stanton. Yep. So maybe I mean, maybe he's getting up there too. He's never going to be. A, he's never going to be a starter in the league. So yeah, maybe that second. Maybe like. One of those quarterbacks is going to drop to them in the second round. Mahomes, Kaiser, who knows? Yeah, Somebody like I mean, that. Deshaun. If they if one of those guys falls to that, I think they could snatch him up, and they should. I mean, they need to at this point. Carson Palmer's yeah, it would be it would be, be the year two left at the most. And I do wonder. I mean, you know, you could look at this team and say, hey, they need wide receivers too, which absolutely they they do. But you're wondering if John Brown is healthy, if they believe in JJ Nelson, if they're going to wait on that. But you have to believe that Larry Fitzgerald's near the end of his career, even though he had 107 catches or something stupid last year still. Um, he keeps on ticking. But at some point, you're going to have to replace these guys. So they really could go any direction. So I think it's just going to be best available is what they're going to go with. Yep. So it would be interesting to see who they end up with. All right. Los Angeles Rams, the next team on our list. And, again, this is going to be quick because, honestly – there's not much to talk about here. It's basically Todd Gurley. And really, it is. It's Todd Gurley. I'm going to go through the wide receivers real quick because we are literally not going to talk about them. Robert Woods? No. For the love of God, no. Tavon Austin? No. You want to know the other players on this list of wide receivers? Bradley Marquez, Mike Thomas, Farrell Cooper, which deep dynasty maybe Farrell Cooper. Nelson Spruce? Okay, that's <laughs> I'm telling you, this wide receiver group is terrible. Tight ends? You got... Tyler Higby, maybe. I've heard he's like one of those real, real sleeper type guys. <laughs> That's it. Jared Goff, not fantasy relevant. So there is no reason to even like. Literally, they're the not even close to being fantasy relevant. There can is there any argument for Robert Woods or Tavon Austin to, to you at all? No, no like Tavon one, Austin is one dollar. Yeah. He's a one dollar at the end of an auction. Tell you the truth, I'm not gonna. I'm not. Gonna and I'm not going for him. I've, no. I tried last year with him. I thought, oh, maybe this will be year he steps up, and I got him for like two dollars. You know, I'll see him on the waivers and one Think time. Think about I'm, it. Yeah. Exactly, because at some point he's gonna have a big game. Yeah. He'll score two touchdowns, do something crazy. He's a phenomenal athlete, I mean, but you can't rely on him. So why would you even put him on yeah. your bench? I mean, it's possible Robert Woods becomes Kenny Britt kind of numbers who knows it's possible it is but i'm not banking on it and i'm not going to draft him no and it's a little too risky even if you liked him because let's be honest jared goff extremely young he could still be a good quarterback but he didn't show me anything last year that to make me think that he's ready to 
put anyone in a position no. to be fantasy relevant. So the only player to even talk about here is Todd Gurley. I agree. And that's it. And Todd Gurley is interesting. Is he is going to go for a good price yet? He's going to go in a high round if you're in you know snake draft. He's going to go for a pretty high price in an auction yet. So you are going to be spending the money on him, hoping that he bounces back to what first half of 2015 form. Because even the end of 2015, his rookie year, he was starting to slow down. And what what he had 3.2 yards per carry last year. And, and it's not all Gurley. It's this isn't even a thing on Gurley. It's the offense. Gurley's. I think he's. I I believe he's a great running back. I don't think this is Trent Richardson, like some people started to talk about last year. Oh, it's no. not that to me at all. Definitely not. I, you saw how good he was in the beginning of his rookie year. Like I was honestly almost looking at trying to find a way to get him on my team. I was even looking at trading Odell Beckham for him. Like I was. That's how good I thought Gurley was. Uh, and then he was. He was phenomenal yeah. his first year uh, and coming off of injury. And it is. It's going to be Rams. He's going to have a little bit of an up-and-down season. There's no way he's going to have the consistent numbers you really want. Yep. But he's also not going to go for, you know, round one No, I mean auction value either. So he, he might be worth the value he goes at. I, could see, I can see him in an auction. Off the top of my head, I feel like he's going to go in the 30s, yeah. And I don't think that's going to break you if he doesn't hit. I really don't. I don't either. And... To be fair, he's the only guy in town, right? So he's yep. going to be getting the majority of the carries. He's going to be goal line. They're going to need him to do well if they have any chance yep. of winning. So he has all of that stacking up. And, I mean, and last it, year it was, it was pretty poor. I mean, even his average, 3.2 yards a carry is terrible. I mean, least, it just is. It's really, really bad. At, the, at least his, his catches doubled from 21 to 43. So his yards went up receiving-wise. He he was still good for, what, eight points a game. He didn't kill you. He honestly didn't. He did because you drafted him as a first-round exactly. pick. If you hadn't have done that, like if you got him later on, I mean, what did, what was, how much worse was he than Lamar Miller? I mean, Lamar Miller, he he's, wasn't as good as Lamar Miller, but it wasn't to me like it's even as far off. I could see him putting up those numbers, like a Lamar Miller-type season. I don't see him going to be just this top-of-the-line running back this year, but I don't think he's going to hurt you, and I think he's going to be low-end. He's going to be at least high-end running back, too. I really... I I think Gurley has something there. I, do I think it'll be a bounce back, but to, not, yeah, to not what to level? The, yeah, not to the I mean, top, top level. What but, do you, are you saying he's going to run for over 1,000 yards? Oh, I think I think so. I think he's think? Gonna, But I don't think much... I mean, it's like 11... Like, he had 1,100 his rookie season. I I could see a, I could see 1,000 to 1,100 with eh, eight touchdowns. I can see that. So, pretty much you think he's going to get... His first year numbers, if you if you include if you include receiving, well, assuming receiving, this can be a little bit better, I can see better. him still get about forty catches. I don't think he's going to keep jumping up that number very high, probably, but around forty catches, yeah, three to four hundred yards. He's going to get a couple touchdowns, maybe that way. He hasn't in the past, but he could get a touchdown too there. So I don't think he's going. To, so I don't. I don't think thirty dollars is going to be crazy because he he has a potential to be a great running back. He, he still has that potential there, and I don't honestly think even if he ends up only being worth. Like a fifteen to twenty dollar price, if you get in the thirties, he's not going to kill you. You're not getting him to be your number one running back this year. I agree. And what's worrisome about pretty much all running backs is once you get to a certain point, their value is based on who's left yep. and not necessarily what they're going to produce. So Gurley is in that perfect situation where people are probably going to overpay for him because all everyone else that is a lead back is going yep. to be gone. And you realize that and you have extra money and you're going to have to spend it to lock someone down. So he, at the right price, yes. If you got him a little bit early in the auction, it actually would benefit you more. Yep. But he is still a name and he is, I mean, I still do truly believe in his talent. I, I think he's a phenomenal athlete. I think he's a good running back. Do I think LA is going to be very good? No. But I, I see the bounce back as well. Yep. So I'm, I'm for him, but he, he definitely comes with a whole lot of risk. Oh, yeah. Um, because depending on what you pay for him. Yeah. And that's pretty much all i got to talk about the Rams. There's really not much else. They don't have a first-round pick because they traded it to get – I'm pretty sure that was to trade up and get Jared Goff. Probably. Do, that I mean, was the Titans think, trade. How do you think Goff is going to fare this I think this he'll year? be better. I don't know I, I don't know yet if he can be a player in the NFL or not yet. But we'll see. I, I, it's too hard to tell from last year. He, did, he doesn't have weapons, so it's, just, it's no, tough. He didn't, I think. he didn't really get a whole lot of playing time either. No. I mean, he played half the season yeah. – 
I think he'll be better. I don't. I don't know what to expect from him. He's obviously not going to be fantasy relevant, like at all. What? What would I mean? What if they did go out and get an offensive weapon, say a burner on offense or something like so that? that did have to be a second. They have to get somebody in the second round at this point because they don't have a first round pick. I just don't know if there's any, anybody there that's going to make much of a difference. I do think they need a wide receiver though. So maybe somebody falls to them in the I mean, second round. Is there a position? I mean, I guess it would have to be wide receiver, really, tight end. Yeah, if wide they got anyone, end, would it be worthwhile for them? I, I think they need a wide receiver. I really I mean, do. I, like, I, I don't know if they're going to go for that, but it, we're not talking. We don't care about their defense and their offensive line right now. No. But like wide receiver wise, they can't. Robert Woods and I mean, they paid Robert Woods a lot of money. They paid Tavon Austin a lot of money. They too. think those. Two, that's the problem. They think those. Two, they're paying way too much for those guys. They need another receiver out there. So they, they're going to draft one, I believe. I just don't know if it's a second round, third round, where it's going to be. And I don't know if there'll be much of a – if it'll make much of a difference. You I know. mean, and then they're <laughs> – and then they're starting tight end right now. It's supposed to be Tyler Higby. Higby, yeah. Um, he had 11 receptions last year. Yeah. Like, there's nothing redeeming about this offense at the moment. So and tight end's such a difficult position to predict when these guys are coming in yeah, their second no year third years or whatever. You think that the tight end in this situation, you think that he would reap – uh, the benefit of having a young quarterback, just, having probably a lot more easy throws you can give to the tight end, but it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I'm not leaning on this one either. So, Rams not very exciting. No, Gurley, and that's not even exciting right no. now. So it's, it, it'd be more exciting if he wasn't such a name the first year, because really, then yeah. you could actually get a sleeper. But Yo, you're going to have to pay more for Gurley than probably what he's worth. But he he could be worth it. But I don't fault anybody for getting Gurley. I really don't. Because I can see why you would do it and think he's going to jump up. I'm probably not going to be the one doing it. I don't think there's any scenario where I do it. But I would think about it if the price is right. And it's yes, it'd still be that. higher than what I think he probably is worth in the draft. But you're paying for his potential. Yeah. And so. and someone will probably... They probably will just like him more. They'll probably yep. kind of have that fandom yep. behind him. So they probably will pay more than I will. But I, I would have no problem getting him on my team either. All right. The next team in the West to talk about is, again, probably not a very exciting team. It's the San Francisco 49ers. And this is an interesting one. Because as of right now, their starting quarterback is going to be Brian Hoyer. It doesn't look like the whole Kirk Cousins of the Niners thing is going to happen this year. It probably will next year when Cousins can actually be free to sign with whoever he wants. So I think they're going to have a year of Hoyer here. And Hoyer's not the worst quarterback in the world. I think he'll be fine for for the um, weapons around him. He's not going to be a guy you're going to probably play. He, I mean, who knows? He could be a bye week fill in. You know, he never does as badly as I think. No, he's he doesn't. Do. He's always okay. He's yeah. fine. He has, and he has some good weeks. So if the matchup is right for him next year, and he has the right matchup, shoot, if they're playing the Rams, maybe who knows? He could do something. He does always seem to get hurt too. He does. He's, so you're not obviously he's you're not, gonna not be drafted. Yeah, you're not drafting him, but, but he, he, he could bye be week fill in in the right situation. Running back wise, it's Carlos Hyde and. There, why you hear they, these rumors? Yeah, yeah right? why, though? I feel like he is the best it's, offensive weapon but they it's, have. It, they're injury concerns. It's just they're concerned about his I, injuries, I, I guess. I heard they're worried about him fitting into the new offensive scheme as well. Yeah, maybe Kyle Shanahan doesn't like him very much. Who knows? Yeah, I, I think he's very talented. He's looked good at times when he's been out there. I mean, but what are they going to do? They're not going to. They're not going to draft Fournette at number two. That's been like some of these rumors. Oh, maybe they'll get Fournette there. That's not happening. They, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, be, there's no point to draft Fournette no, when you do have Carlos Hyde. And I do like I like Hyde, and I think he can have a good season. And I think you can get him at a pretty decent price for what he is. But those, and actually, you know what? If you are a Carlos Hyde fan and you want to get Carlos Hyde and think it's going to be a good year, those rumors, potential rumors, could actually probably only help you. In a way, if you if teams if somebody goes into your draft next year thinking oh Hyde, the Niners don't like Hyde, Hyde's price will probably be a little lower. Yeah, and I, I do worry about thirty-ish. Yeah, I do worry about the and I had Hyde last year, so you know you know that I do like his talent, but I, I worry about these rumors because first of all they haven't been yeah, they unsubstantiated. Today, right? <laughs> like I feel like they no one's saying no this yeah. we're, we like the guy blah blah, blah trying yeah. to keep him happy. Which seems extremely weird for an NFL team because every yeah. time something like this comes out, there's always the backlash of being like, "We absolutely didn't say that," or like, yeah. "Or you know, it was taken out of context." None of that has come out yet. Um, and secondly, the um, the reason I do like him though is because you saw the flash, especially last year when he got to play um, the majority of games. Mm-hmm. So he got to play 13 games. He almost ran for a thousand yards, 4.6 yards average, a clip, which is great, with. 
six touchdowns. And then he got another three in the passing game. So he definitely has the talent. Um, and also, last year they were a bad team. Mm-hmm. So they didn't need – they were never, you know, running the ball oh, yeah. <laughs> ahead. No? So I, in the right position, I really love it. But the team saying this about him really puts a seed of doubt in my head. If you see them going and drafting like Joe Mixon in the third round, worry. Then you worry. <laughs> yeah, I would worry for that. But then again, I don't think they're that much of a different player. No, I, I think I, both I, of them are physical runners, and they're talking about the offensive yeah, scheme being more of a maybe. It's gonna be interesting to Alvin Kamara. Maybe <laughs> he's my guy. So I don't know. I think Hyatt's gonna be fine. Yeah, he's and I guess the other one that I'm not so sure about is they, he started off so hot last year. I mean, he really came out blazing, and then the second half of the season, even though he was playing, besides for one big yardage game, he didn't do anything. I mean, all of his six touchdowns that he ran for came in the first five weeks. So I don't know what that tells me. He's kind of a phenomenon. If if he goes into the season like it is now, he's going to be a running back two, drafted as a running back Mm -hmm. two, and that's probably fine. He's... And, and if you can get him for twenty five to thirty in an auction, that's probably a good price. I think he he, he went around thirty dollars in a lot of drafts last year. I believe he was somewhere in, right right around there. So if you get him for around that price, again, you have to you're getting a running back who is probably the every down guy, and so you have to pay for it. There's not a lot out there. Yeah, and right right along with with <clears throat> the man that we just talked about. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. He's going to be around the same areas yeah. when people start drafting these guys, and those are the people you have to worry about overpaying for. But yep. they'd be lovely if you got them for their actual value. And I think this year you might actually have a legitimate handcuff option with Tim Hightower now. That also does worry me a bit, though, because they still have Dewan Harris, Mike Davis. Yeah, <laughs> but Hightower is just—I mean—that's kind of his his stick. Is he comes into a place, he's a. A legitimate runner yep. that's always backing someone up, and he can steal touches from. Him. I think he's going to steal some touches. I do too, and that, not, not that like a does lot, worry. Going to steal some. It also makes me worried why they talk, you know, about Hyde. Hyde yeah. Tower is pretty much like yeah. universally liked in the league as someone that they trust the ball with. Yep, and you know he. But at least if you get Hyde, you get High Tower, and I don't think you're going to worry about Mike Davis and Dewan Harris this year. Last year was Dave. You didn't know if it was oh, Davis or Harris or Sean Drawn. Like you didn't know. I think it, you, if you get Hyde, you need to get Hightower. It's almost like a guarantee. You have to get Hightower if you get Hyde. There's, I mean, there's no way around it. All right, wide receivers. Enough about Carlos Hyde. Are you excited about any of these guys? Pierre Garcon. No, this is <laughs> I, I like, it's actually interesting. I th- like, as much as I've always like, you know, not been a huge Garcon fan, I don't know. He could have a decent season. Nothing great. I'm not saying this is a guy you could probably get for a cheaper price that's going to be – a consistent player, maybe he's going to get eight to ten points. That wouldn't shock me at all. And he still what, had a thousand yards last year in Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Garcon had decent numbers. But how he's obviously not a wide receiver two, even. And would you, probably, and I don't feel comfortable as a wide receiver three. It's not like a guy you want there. But get him on your team and have him on your bench. He's their bye week guy. I don't think you're going to be in a bad shape with him as your bye week guy. And I'm not in love with it, but I think he's going to be he's going to be one of those consistent points getters in like the eight to ten range that you just forget about, but he gets you on a bye week and he puts some points up. Yeah, um, yeah. Not excited about it, but I, it's going to be. I think it's going to be better than some people think. I always thought Pierre Garçon was at some point going to kind of break out. I've always liked yeah. the guy, but everywhere he goes, he's incredibly inconsistent. He really had one good year with yardage, and he's never really been a touchdown magnet. I think he topped out at six multiple times. But has he, has he ever been the number one receiver? And that's the thing. I he's mean, the number, maybe he should be the number one here. in Washington. I guess he was. I mean, was he? I, I mean, Deshaun Jackson was, was numbered. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was, I guess. But I don't so know, who, who of, was the quarterback then? It was, like, it was well, it was Cousins. I mean, and before, they were they they passed a lot. And before that, he was in Indy, and yeah, he wasn't the number yeah. one guy. But they passed a ton too. Yep. I've never known this guy to to really exceed what he's always done. Um, you know, I think. A thousand yards is what you. Yeah. I think that's kind of the ceiling. I think he's going to be uh, nine hundred to a thousand yards. Pretty, pretty. I think that's 
pretty easy to say being the number one here because Hoyer is pretty competent as a as a quarterback as long as he stays healthy. And Matt Barkley, who is backing him up, yep. showed flashes that he can put it in the wide receiver's vicinity. But I, I just don't have any faith that he's going to up those TD numbers, and it just makes no, it seem like he has a, a low floor yeah. and his ceiling is so capped that I just have no – there's no real yeah. reason for me to draft him. I'm expecting 2013 numbers all over again. 113 catches, right. 1,300 yards. No. That, yeah, that's the one. No, he's, he's, one still, yeah, he's never been a big yeah, touchdown Even with guy. that, 1,300 yeah. yards, he only five had five touchdowns. TDs. Yeah, yeah, he's never had more than six, so he's not going to probably get you a touchdown. That's what I'm thinking, the 8- to 10-point guy. He's going to get you mm-hmm. those 80 yards, maybe get you 100 yards. So he's a fine bi-week filling guy. He's not going to be one of your starting receivers to start the season. But if you get him as your fourth or fifth, I don't think that's bad. He's going to have a better season. I think he's going to be more valuable than he was even in Washington last year. But even you look, I still think 79 catches a 1,000 yards. Yeah, I mean, that's not nothing bad. to sneer at, no. I, I just don't think he's has the number one wide receiver. If, you never know. He's yeah. not in a new system. There's definitely a possibility there. For me, I, I think that his ceiling is too low yeah. for me to even and consider him. I guess we're just trying to get excited about something for the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot, a lot of poor teams in this division. He's not a starter, but hey, I wouldn't. If you get him for five bucks or less, sure. I, I think that's good. I like that price. The other receivers, Marquise Goodwin came over from Buffalo. He's kind of a speedster, I think. And he has, yeah, he had about 15, you know, 15 yards per catch last season. He had three touchdowns. He's doesn't do a lot his numbers will probably increase from what they were in buffalo but that's still he's not a draftable guy and if he becomes anything he'll you'll be getting him on the waiver wire so i wouldn't even yeah don't even worry about him he's only interesting because he is so fast yeah it's it and he's now the number two there probably yeah so they could find interesting ways of using him but i feel like anytime you go by that you get burned right kind of like the Tavon Austin. Tavon Austin is a much better receiver than he is. So I mean, in the might say he's a number two or whatever, and then there's Bruce Ellington there, but Jeremy yeah. Curley's still there, and he's going to get catches. He's not exciting at all. He's not going to yeah. be. You're not going to play him, but he's going to take catches away. Bruce Ellington had some hype last year going into the season. People thought maybe he's going to be able to be a breakout, and then he got hurt. I don't see much from that. Again, another guy you're not drafting. So there's really in this team, you're what you're going to draft Hyde. Garcon will be drafted. I mean, is that it? <laughs> That's it, right? It's Hyde and Garcon. That's the only two players being drafted on this team. Yeah. It is, right? There's nothing else there. Vance McDonald's their tight end. He's not going to be drafted. I don't see a reason to draft Vance McDonald. So that's pretty much it there. There's nothing. Is Vance McDonald even, I feel like he's still injured or something. He probably. But, yeah. I'm not excited about him either way. No, there's, there's not a whole lot here. Um, but you never know with... New coaches, new schemes, and they could get someone in the draft. There's potential for someone to work their way into your lineup. I'm not completely writing them off, but right now uh, it's looking a little bit bit muddled. It's looking more and more like they won't get any, like, offensive skill position players, at least in the first two rounds of the draft. There's been a lot of people early on think they could get a quarterback at two. That's not going to happen. Maybe they get one in the second round. I still don't think they're going to because I still feel like they're going to be waiting for cousins. I really do. I think that's what they think is going to happen next year. So I don't I don't see them drafting a quarterback. I don't see but maybe they get a running back in the third. That's about the earliest I could see something happening. Um nothing that's going to be exciting and maybe Mixon would be in a way. He'd be interesting, but he would. And I don't I hope they don't. I don't want Hyde to have somebody I don't want I don't think that's what they're going to go for. No, but that would be I mean that would be a very good running yeah. back stable. Oh, if you yeah. could have Mixon, Hightower, and, and Hyde. So. Mixon's an interesting one. Who knows what will happen with that guy? Yeah, no idea. That's pretty much it. I don't have much for the 49ers. They're kind of a... No, they're... Just they're, whatever. Yeah. And so the final team in the West, it's the Seattle Seahawks. And this is an interesting one this year. And really every year. But mainly this year, because it's it's Eddie Lacy is the real story here. Eddie Lacy, Thomas Rawls. Do you have any clue what to expect like any clue at all <sighs> i think it's going to be lacy with more of the workload but how much more is it going to be 50 50 split pro size is going to get in there too they yeah they have a like, lot of talent and like <laughs> in, yeah. in a way that you hate because all yeah. of them have something to prove yep and all of them have fallen short before it as well mm-hmm. um rawls obviously has injury concerns as well eddie lacy can't seem to keep his weight in check at times mm-hmm. even though that's built into his contract now and Procise, um, he showed a glimpse, but overall I thought he was underwhelming in my viewpoint. 
I um, liked ProSize before the Lacey signing. After the Lacey, yeah. I don't know if it even cuts into ProSize's workload, but it has to something. Like, there's too many. There's too many backs there. Yeah, I mean, tell you the truth, if I'm going to get excited about one guy on this team, it, it would be Eddie Lacey. Um, I don't know. I, I like Rawls when he plays and he's healthy. But obviously it shows them something why they got Lacey in the first place. And while he was healthy in Green Bay for the first five games, he was putting up very, very good numbers. Um, you know, he, he for five games he had a 5.1 yard per carry, yep. which is unbelievable. It's really great. And you know that he's very good around the red zone when they actually hand it off to him. It started off that way in Green Bay early in his career, and after that, you have Aaron Rodgers, so why hand it off? Yeah. You just throw it. So those numbers went down you know, considerably. Um, I think he, this is the year he has an opportunity to really bounce back, and I, I think he still has the skill set. And I think that um, Seattle is kind of set up for that, for that type of hard-nosed running, so I think he fits in well there. But Rawls is definitely going to vulture some of the stuff off of him because they they run in similar fashions. And I'm just this is an interesting one. I was I did a quick little look here at Fantasy Pros. I just want to see their consensus mm-hmm. ranks, just get an idea of what the other people are thinking here. And currently, Lacey's their 16th backlisted. That's pretty high, actually. I think that's almost higher than I would expect. I thought he'd be more in the 20s. I think I might have. I probably have him tail end of the maybe around 20. They don't even have. Rawls is not the number two back for Seattle in the rankings. It's ProSize. Really? ProSize at 35, and then Rawls is down at 39. Only one spot ahead of Ryan Matthews and one spot behind Theo Riddick. So if that, if that is true, I mean, this is Rawls might actually move my way up where if I could get him for a couple bucks or something, right? if they really think right? he's number three and put mm-hmm. him on my bench. Because well, he's one year removed off of just a monster yeah. showing where he had – 830 yards, where he was kind of relatively unknown, with four touchdowns, but he was getting 5.6 yards a clip, and then he got injured the next year, and he could never, re, you know, regain his position. Maybe that's part of the worry is he's just never going to be healthy. It might be. Late, late, I, mean, I have a hard time with this one. I like Lacey. I really do think he's going to have a pretty good season. And Rawls just worries me because I don't 100% know what it's going to be here. I want to think Lacey's going to be the guy who's going to have a bounce-back season. I just can't be 100% sold on it yet. I mean, obviously, before we get to the season, we'll really know what... Our, we'll have our opinions on this down a little bit more, but I like Lacey, and I'm probably going to be pretty high on Lacey. I just... Rawls is a huge worry. And I think a lot of the two with pro sizes, people don't... The, the Lacey-Rawls situation, it shouldn't affect pro size, it looks like. It's Lacey slash Rawls. Pro size is his own right, position, his own player. Down back. He's not, his position hasn't changed. So that's kind of the thought there. I mean, this one just really needs to clear up a little more. we got to see what's going on. Yeah. This is one where you have to kind of wait for training camps and see how, what kind of shape Lacey comes in at. Right. You just, this, this is a situation you really got to sit and wait. You just, we don't know anything yet because he's not even been there yet. He hasn't played it down with the Seattle. He hasn't been at training camp. We don't know. But I'm going to definitely be leaning towards Lacey. If I can get him at a good price, I am excited about it. Do, I mean, do you think you're going to be able to get him at a good price, though? Because he, I, I think assuming, he's gonna, honestly, there's no I way think, he's not going to be the no, number one going into the but season. But I think his price is going to be lowered because of the raw situation. I really do think it's not going to be, his price isn't going to be as high as it would be if he was just a regular running back one, like a starting running right, back. Right, if, if you knew that he was going to get if I could, if it, If it carry. lowers enough where he is becoming my third running back on my, my roster, I'm, I like that. I don't want him as my second running back. That's where I'm looking at. This. He's ranked, what, he said 16th. But I don't want to draft him as that running back two. I don't want. I, so I don't what, do you, what do you think his price is at that? I mean, if you're drafting him as your number three, like, are you really spending in the 30s for? I would. I, I want to say in the. I want to say in the 20s. If I can get him in the 20s, I'm going to take him. I don't. See, know. I just don't. I think he's going to go higher. Yeah, I do. I, don't I do. Think there's any way you're getting him for 20? It, it, a lot of 20s. it just. It depends on what happens here, and it depends on a lot of things. Really, it depends on where Peterson goes. He's going to jump on the rank. Like, there's a lot of still situations out there with other players that are going to affect it, and. It's just a, it's a tough one, but I mean, but that num- that spot's probably pretty good. If you think about it around sixteen, because as soon as you hit sixteen at Lacey, let's go off these rankings. Then it drops to Robert Kelly, Isaiah Crowell, Tevin Coleman, Latavius Murray, Jonathan Stewart, Ty Montgomery. So really, I'm telling you, it gets dicey really right? quick at running back. And that's, that's why about I think the cutoff right there. All these guys are going to go for more than you think because yeah. it's such a shallow position. Because this year. he's at the back end of the C.J. Anderson, Spencer Ware, Mark Ingram. That makes sense to me. That's about. I mean, looking at it, 
that's close to where I might have him. I don't. I'm a little higher on Crowell than some people. I might put Crowell a spot ahead of him, but he's about right there. Latavius Murray, I might have Murray ahead of him because Murray is the guy there in Minnesota, even though yeah. they have a terrible offensive line. So he's gonna. But he, that's about where he's. That's about where he is. He's in that fifteen to twenty range. I guess he really is. So maybe, maybe that price is going to be in the thirties. It really probably will be. I don't want it though. I want him as my running back three. I want him to be my flex. Yeah, I think if you're getting Lacy, you're he's going to have to be your number two. And unfortunately, some people are probably going to wait and yeah. have to use him as number one. <laughs> I'd rather get Crowell for I think a lot cheaper than Lacy. I'm looking at raw players around him. Yeah, I think you can get Isaiah Crowell for a lot cheaper. I think you can get Robert Kelly for a lot cheaper. True. And I don't think they're that much off, that far off. Yeah, and they don't have anyone battling for it, touches as well. So those, I do, and Rawls does come into play. I know people are probably going to lose faith in him. I think he might be the forgotten man. But he's man. there. He's still there, yeah. and he's not going to just all of a sudden. It's, it's not going to be, to me, I'm trying to think of another situation where there was a guy who was starting, and all of a sudden became nothing. It's not going to be like Jeremy Langford happened with with Chicago where I right. remember Langford was no. the guy and all of a sudden became he was another late round pick you could really well, yeah, and but you did could, absolutely nothing you but, could call that ahead of time yeah. too usually you know when it's See, just a saying, place he's not that's in. not where he's gonna be no so and it kind of worries me a bit too that Seattle's offense wasn't quite the same last year yep um and if they go into that again obviously that affects all positions but it definitely affects the run game well, part of the reason is Russell Wilson so let's talk about Russell Wilson it, it's all to Russell Wilson. To it honest, completely depends on his right. And I love Russell Wilson as a person, player, all that. But he has to be one of the biggest letdowns last year because people drafted him so high, assuming that he was going to run, pass, do all these great things. Seattle was, you know, everyone thought that they were going to be the same offensive team. Um, Here, here's this is the difference. This is what Russell Wilson. Here's the. I mean. 2015 had a great season. 4,000 yards. He had the 34 touchdowns he threw for. Last season, he actually threw for more yards. He had 4,200 yards. His touchdowns were down 13. He was down to 21 touchdowns. But those numbers were still better passing-wise than 2014, which he was a very good fantasy quarterback 2014. But it is rushing. Yeah. 100% rushing is is the key. His passing numbers are fine. They're, they really, he had, he, Yeah, his touchdowns went down, I'm saying, but... His passing numbers are really, they're fine. It's all about running with Russell Wilson. And I don't believe, once a quarterback starts tailing off on running, I don't think it ever comes back. Not to, not, unless, you, not unless you're Michael Vick and you spend like a couple years in jail and don't do anything for a few years. Vick came back and could run the ball again. The dude was a freak athlete. Yeah, Russell Wilson's good. He's a great quarterback, but he's not that type of athlete to me. So I don't think those rushing numbers are going to come back. And... Why I don't think they want it. I don't think they need him to like for their offense. Fantasy wise, we want it, but why would you risk a quarterback like that to get hurt? Because obviously, when he's hurt, they weren't very good. I don't think those those numbers are going to bounce back from last year, but they're not going. to... I don't see you know two hundred fifty yards rushing. I don't see more than four hundred. I think that's going to be more about four hundred. He had eight forty nine in two thousand fourteen, eight hundred forty nine and six touchdowns. That's not happening ever again. So I don't think you can bank on any rushing from him. Yeah, I don't either. I think especially with all those running backs, no, why do you need to? I honestly think it's going to be kind of similar to last year. Um, and yep. I think and the first half of the last year, you could see that he was a little bit hobbled. He was yep. not getting around very well. So I think even with that, even with him being healthy this full year, I just don't think they're going to want him out of the nope. pocket. But at the same time, it's one of one of the reasons why he's such a good NFL quarterback is because he can buy time, do all this kind of stuff. So it's not like it's just going to disappear no, in it's general. Gonna, he's still going to have those games. I can still see 300 yards, maybe two TDs. Yeah. But you can't expect a lot. But really the thing is, do you believe that his his touchdown passes, do you think that's going to amp back up? I can see him bouncing up? more back in the 25 to 30 range. I don't think this, this is – he's not a 35 to 40 touchdown guy. But I can see him get closer back to 30. But that's about it. So what this means to me is Russell Wilson is never to me he's not going to be a top five quarterback because of this with his running ability he could have been. He's more of the back end quarterback ones now. He's still to me a quarterback one, but he's more towards the closer to ten than he is to one now. That's for, to, very easily to me. He's just never going to be way up there anymore. And you, he might be past this year. There's some quarterbacks down there like Derek Carr that could pass him, or who knows? Some of those kind of guys, those young guys, start passing him up. So he's closer to 10 than he is anything to me now. He's still fine. 
you just don't want to pay a lot of money for him like you had to in the last couple of years. I, I don't see the running ability. I don't see the, the rushing numbers coming back. The ability's there. I just don't think they're going to use him like that. Yeah. Slightly, but it's never going to be like it was. So just plan accordingly. Don't overspend for Russell Wilson. And that goes back to our whole don't pay for a quarterback thing. For Russell Wilson, you still might have to pay a little more. And so to me, that's a guy I kind of probably will avoid because of it because I don't want to spend $10 on Russell Wilson. I don't want to even spend – I don't want to spend 6 or $7. I just – I don't because I think I can get a, a player for a dollar or $2. That's just going to be as good. Why, why – honestly, I don't – Mariota. How much work Mar, – Mariota is not the quarterback Russell Wilson is yet. And he's probably not going to be quite as good even fantasy numbers, but how far off is he really going to be for a, probably a lot cheaper? So I – don't see myself getting Russell Wilson. He's fine. He's going to be a fine quarterback. He's probably quarterback one, but don't don't spend on him. That's my worry. He's going to go for too much. So I think I'm going to avoid him at all costs. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I do think that he's going to bounce back a bit, but I still think that I think you're correct in thinking that overall he will be a back end. Quarterback yeah, one, but I also 10. believe there's going to be times where you want to stream him. So there's no, going to yeah, be definitely. sometimes that you sit him. And for me, if I'm going to pay for a quarterback, is so yeah. I can just plug him in and forget about it. So I do agree, and I do like a lot of the. I mean, first of all, I like Russell Wilson, and I like his the tools he has. I like his wide receivers for the most part. I mean, none of them jump out, but they're yeah. all extremely capable, oh, and yeah. they always go undervalued in every draft. Yeah. Um, but I. I I just happen to agree with you that I don't pay for a quarterback unless they are head and shoulders above other oh, yeah. players in that position where they can give me an advantage. And unfortunately, I think Russell Wilson isn't that guy. or he, It's too much of a risk to take him yep. with any sort of money. All right, wide receivers and Jimmy Graham. <laughs> right, which might as well be a wide receiver. Jimmy Graham, he's, a, he's definitely a solid tight end. But I don't pay for tight ends. But you probably don't even have to pay much for him. Last so. year, because of his injury, I got him for a deal. I didn't really have to pay for him. This year, he, you know, he showed what he could do again. He was very solid. Six TDs, almost a thousand. Well, really nine hundred yards. Played all sixteen games. So once again, you're gonna have to pay for him. I don't think much though. I really don't feel like you should pay for a tight end very much. So five dollars, honestly, I don't think it's gonna be much more than that. Tight ends just don't go for a lot. Honestly, for five dollars. I know I don't really pay for tight ends or quarterbacks. I think but there's for, a lot of tight ends ahead of him. I don't think I think he's back in tight end one. He's behind Grant, Kelsey, Reed, Eifert to me. Me okay, Eifert. I think that's up for a debate, but I think he I think he could sneak into like that fifth spot or yeah, something. But I don't but think for, you, I don't think you need to pay for that though. For well, depending on they you don't think. you can get you can get him for nothing. You really See, can. I'm not. I like tight ends, but I think he's kind of a guaranteed guy. I think you can play him almost every week for five dollars. I, I would take him, and because how much is Kelsey going to go for? How much is Gronk going to go for? How much is Reed? So yeah. I mean, you're talking about every guy that goes ahead of him is going to go for more than that. Yeah, and I think he is as safe as they come. And if Russell Wilson's numbers bump up like you think it will, tight or TDs, why you know. He could easily return to a ten touchdown guy. I'm just looking that. At, I'm just not going to get him because I'm going to go after like Ertz for a dollar or two or something like that. I'm just never paying for a tight end, and I just can't see myself doing it. Uh, yeah, and, but I, I think if he really does go for five, which is quite possible, yep. because you know, as far as tight ends values, it's usually it starts off very high and it dives yep. real quick. Yep. I think he could be a steal at five. I think he has the potential to go up. I mean, he had 900 yards and six TDs. And no one's really talking about him. That's true. He's very under the radar. I feel like even yeah. I really do. So I do like him. I, I think he's his value is going to be where it needs to be, and I still think his ceiling has an opportunity to jump up. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I I like, and there's very few people that can really guard him. That's what I love about yeah. him. We'll see if he is healthy. I mean, he seems to be. Played all 16 he games. Does. I mean, he bounced back from that. that <laughs> he's always been, besides for 2015 when he got injured, he's played 15 or 16 yeah. games every other season. But he's definitely a tight end one. So it's, yeah. he, he's, he's pretty safe when there's the fact that the tight ends were such a disappointing position last year. So get a guy like Graham and you don't have to think yeah. about it. And that's, that's why I like him. Wide receiver-wise, it's basically Doug Baldwin. 
and, and, and watch him and go undervalued players. again. Though. He's going to. I think he's going to. And you know what? It's because of people like me who don't <laughs> like Doug Baldwin very much. But why? I don't know. I just don't. It, he's definitely a top fifteen receiver. But I don't. But for some reason, every time I see him as a top fifteen receiver, I'm like, I don't think of him as that way. I see Doug Baldwin. I think maybe top twenty five receiver. But he's really he's been a top fifteen. He's going to be a top fifteen drafted. He's going to be wide receiver yeah. two. And I don't know. <laughs> it's something about it that I just. It felt so fluky for some reason when he was getting all those touchdowns. Well, but, you're not completely off, right? So I mean, when he, you know, he played quite a bit the first four years in Seattle, and he yep. did okay, but he wasn't really in the starting rotation. He has 2015, and he goes berserk. Still, no one loves him because he had a thousand yards and 14 touchdowns, which was monstrous. Yep. You can't repeat that. But <laughs> he still, he still went the next year. He went 1,100 yards and seven TDs, See, which is still he just very doesn't productive. get a lot of yards per ca- per catch, and I think that's no. part of the reason why it's he's not as because funny thing is you look at that 2015 that amazing season. It's it's a touchdown, it's crazy, which to me is almost a fluky thing. Because look at his stats: 78 catches for just over a thousand yards. Do you remember Pierre Garcon's stats? 79 catches for just over a thousand yards. He just didn't get touchdowns. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's not completely fluky. Touchdowns, you still have to get touch. It's quarterbacks looking for you in that situation. Yeah. It's stuff like that. But, like, the actual receptions and yards are just okay. It's all about touchdowns yeah. with him. And he seems to get them, so. I was just say seven, and we just showed Russell Wilson had a down year. If we believe that his are going to go yeah. up, he's directly tied to that. I mean, the difference of seven touchdowns. I, I think, I don't think you're going to have to pay for Doug Baldwin. I think you get a wide receiver, too, at a reasonable price. I do, too, and that's why I like him. Yep. But it's going to be one of those unsexy picks it is. that helps you win games. He's so. a, he don't, don't have him be wide receiver one, but wide no. receiver two is fine. If he's your wide receiver three, great. So oh, yeah, you're beautiful. I'm thinking of happens. adding him with uh, Beckham and Evans. How about that? That would be and a he's good, good pick. <laughs> no, so he's he's fine. I He's getting easy. Yeah, he's just – do you he's, get him for 20 some dollars? Yeah, and, and you get a wide receiver two? And the solid. great thing about him is – the other two guys have yeah. potential. You're talking about Jermaine Curse and Tyler Lockett, but none of them have and broken out yet. And Lockett could do something. We don't know. It's in. I say this every knows. year, though. Take a flyer on him. I don't mind I, for a I dollar love, or two. I love Lockett's <laughs> potential, but every year he just seems to yeah. find a reason why. And I say every year, two years, <laughs> but you know he got hurt last year. Even though he played 15 games, he was hobbled, and he just he just never really did anything. No, and Curse. Curse is just going to be there. He's not fantasy relevant, really. Paul Richardson's another one who just keep an eye out on Paul Richardson. Don't draft him, but he there could be something there maybe with Paul Richardson. He started to step up a bit at the end of last season. He always was kind of he has some potential there, so he was an interesting one. But don't draft him. But he's only twenty five years old, and his catches the last four games went five or. He had, you know, four catches, four, three, four, and with some yards and a touchdown. So maybe he's going to be more in the offense. Just just kind of remember that name. But it's basically it's Doug Baldwin, that wide receiver. Yeah. And he, he's one of those guys you can get reasonably, I think. I really do because he's probably better than – I mean, how much – you'd probably much rather have him than Sammy Watkins, even though Sammy Watkins potentially could be a great receiver. Doug Baldwin's such a safer receiver. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I mean, if, if you're going to spend money, but see, one. Sammy Watkins is just so injury prone, and he's he's could be great. Yeah. Like if, if you, you were gonna, if you, if you could tell me, hey, you get one of these guys for this yeah. for I, I know. the same price or whatever, I would take Doug Baldwin because Demarius I'm, Thomas. I like Demarius yeah, I, Thomas. But, more. I know, but it's yeah. I mean, when you really look at the, the, when you same, really look at it, it's yeah. I, I, I still mean, like Demarius Thomas more. Don't, but um, but yeah, Watkins versus I would have to take Baldwin. He's just safer. Not what you want. I know what yeah. I know what <laughs> right. I'm going to get with him. Yep. All right. Anything else with Seattle, or is that about it? I think that's it. I think yeah, that's no, that's, yeah, that's it. Well, that's it for the NFC West. A little bit longer show today. I guess we had a little more to talk about. But that's <laughs> about it for the West, and we're going to jump in to the AFC next next episode and talk about the East. So we have Patriots talk and. Some others. I feel like longer show, but that was a, a depressing division. I feel like <laughs> Rams and 49ers. Yeah, was a, there's a few big guys in there, but everyone else. All right. Well, we'll we'll be back with some better teams, maybe at least the Patriots. I mean, they got the Bills and the which have to me they have I guess Watkins and McCoy and the Jets. Oh, yeah, oh, that'll be five. That'll be four, three minutes maybe. And then the Dolphins could be some interesting talk, but we'll get into that next time. 
Until then, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or go to the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. Leave us a comment. We'll maybe talk about it if we get some comments. Even if they're bad, we don't care. Whatever you got for us, we can take. And we will talk to you guys next time.